Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other host, Brendan McCullough. How are you doing, man? Eh, alright. A little tired, actually. Just got back from a big LAN party, so... Oh, nice. Is that the one, yeah, you mentioned on the episode with Bruce? How'd it go? Oh, it was great. It just, like, six computers in one room, it just gets hot, and <laughs> we were up to, like, 3 a.m., then we woke up at, like, 10 to try and keep going. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I definitely, even just one computer in my little room, it gets real hot in here. I can't imagine six. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a good 15 degrees difference between the rooms with the computers and without them. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. But uh, what games were you guys uh, jamming? Uh, it was tricky because we all didn't have one game. Like, most multiplayer games max out at four players. Sure. So unless we wanted a full team of, like, 20v20 with, like, a bunch of randos, uh, we couldn't play anything, all six of us. Yeah. Uh, most of the guys were playing Elder Scrolls Online, which I ended up buying there. I held out for a while, but it does actually look pretty good. And I played about eh, maybe two hours of it. I'm just about to install it. I ha- I found my receipt with my activation code. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I'm not sure what the problem is, actually, but like I've been hitting a lot of lag, and like it's been freezing up on me lately. So I'm not sure if it's like the graphics are too demanding, because it is. It's like Skyrim. like It's another Elder Scrolls game, and it's it looks as demanding as one. Interesting. Yeah, especially just like how large of a land there is mm-hmm, with the maps and then all the other players. That's one thing that does bug me uh, right off the bat is uh, I mentioned before I played Guild Wars two recently and in that you'd go, you go to a location and you activate like the door or the portal or whatever. And then it sends you off to the isolated map by yourself. So you, you and your group can do that mission as opposed to in Elder Scrolls online I'm like walking into a tomb. It's like you have to stop the dragon p- priest from summoning a huge army, and like I'm seeing just like five or six guys just running in and out of the doors, like while I'm like reading the quest. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, huh? Guess guess I'm not the only one. Like it's just very obvious that like everyone's doing it, and like guys can run into the tomb while you're in it. Like you're fighting off a skeleton, a guy can just run by and shoot lightning at it and keep going. It's like what the, the fucking kill still, man? Like <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, jeez. So it's just kind of chaotic, but it, it's fun so far. And, you know, it, the combat's really different than other MMOs. Yeah, Mark was saying that on that one episode. He did recommend it. I'm excited to start playing again. I only played the beta, and it was I enjoyed it, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, are you at least enjoying it th- thus far? Uh, so far, yeah, when it's, you know, working smoothly. But <laughs> I know at the LAN, they were fighting, like, a boss who a ball would summon and then float towards him. And if it floated toward, if it connected with him, he'd heal like a third of his health. Ooh. So it just got really hard. And like, we were planning out when the ball spawned, like every seven seconds, like we had one guy just watching the ball and then we had the one, get one guy to aggro and then one guy to DPS. Like, and it like, it actually took more planning than uh, any other MMO I've played. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So it does definitely gives a challenge. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I think it's funny, we're both a little late to the Elder Scrolls online party, but I'm also late to another party too, and this is going to be an interesting conversation. I uh, decided, oh, well, let's do it. Let's upgrade to Windows 10. 
And I, if at first I was like, what's what could be the worst thing that happened? So I have a couple things I was trying. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And all the Apple like fanatics are probably all like, oh, it's gonna fail on you, and it's just gonna be a nightmare. Well, I have mixed reviews. So let's first talk about upgrading uh, my Surface Pro three to Windows ten. All right, so that was running eight point one, I believe, and all I had to do was install like this, like this media toolkit or something that was basically it enables you to download the latest and greatest Windows 10 installation and upgrade to it. And I followed some instructions and bing, bang, boom. Now my Surface Pro is up to date with Windows 10. No problem. And I love the operating system. It's like so much better because honestly, I was having a handful of weird little glitches in 8.1 that was just like pissing me off and now it's just like it feels so corrected and just smooth and I'm loving 10 so far so initially I was like oh wow I'd recommend anyone go do it it's fantastic it's so easy and it was great but then comes I'm like well here I have my gaming PC which I've had for years since like college and shit and I'm like that's running Windows 7 uh, but a pirated version just <laughs> because that's just how that happened I remember in college I got it built for me and then it didn't have an operating system. My friend's like, oh, here, take this. And I was like, why not? So that happened. And here I go. And I'm, and I was reading about it. Like you're capable of upgrading your pirated Windows seven to Windows 10. No problem. So I was like, let's do it because then I'll at least have a legitimate wor- version of Windows. So I go through the motions exactly what I did on my Surface Pro and it fucking worked. And I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I have Windows 10 now. And I was really thrilled. Do like browsing, doing some stuff. I don't know what the fuck happened though. I was doing something and I was just renaming a file, honestly. And all of a sudden, no, like keyboard input wasn't working when I was trying to rename it. So I'm like, okay, did my keyboard fuck up? Then mouse was not moving. And I was like, okay, so I'm frozen. And there was just like, it was just completely frozen. I was like, fuck, like I can't do anything. I'm going to have to hard shut down. Like I gave it a couple minutes being like, come on, like figure it out. Not happening. So I was like, all right. I gotta fucking hold the power button down. And like, everybody hates to do that. Especially this is like my first like successful installation of the new operating system. Like, this can't be good. I didn't even get to like shut down or like create a restore point or anything. It's like, fuck, this is fresh. And I hold the power button down. Doesn't sound like that successful of an installation if you already have to hard shut it off. No, well, it was though. It, it everything was working smoothly. I don't know what. And even caused the, I mean, honestly, I bet if I were to reinstall it, I'd probably be fine, but I'm just at this point, I'm too nervous, but regardless, let me explain what happened. So I, I hard shut down, turn the computer back on. It, it shows me the windows thing. It does the little circle circular spinning thing that like represents that it's thinking and then black screen. And then I'm like, okay, where's like my login, like the, where I enter my password and just hit enter and log in. Like, where's my login? It just isn't showing. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, what is going on? So I hard shut down again. I'm like, let's do it. Like restart gets, it shows me the windows logo, does the circular thing, black screen. And I'm like, and I let it sit there for a while. Cause I'm like, okay, it's just like thinking or something like this is just fucking stupid. And No, it's just, it's being, it's a black screen. And I start Googling this and it's known as the black screen of death. Like everyone's heard of blue screen of death, obviously, Mm -hmm. but this is a new thing for Windows 10 specifically. And I feel like the only people who suffer from this are people with AMD, uh, video cards. I could be wrong, but, uh, or uh, Nvidia and other, there's different factors into it after I 
did some research. But what happened was, in the process of installing Windows 10 on my PC, there's, like, Windows 10 does this thing where it changes your integrated graphics and your dedicated uh, graphics, and, like, it basically reverses the settings that you already had in place. And that basically renders it useless on my PC because my the video card isn't like, it's not pointing to the correct video card or something. And basically that's why I'm getting this black screen. It's just like, it's as if I am not plugging into the correct video input or output. And the thing is I was like doing everything I could. And what I eventually ended up doing, I found like this one guy's YouTube series, which was pretty handy. I'll put him in the show notes. It was like a guy called handy Andy or something, (laughs) but, uh, he was a tech review guy and he, he gave me some decent tips on how to fix it. And one of which was just to get a hard, uh, I mean, a flash drive, get the installation of windows 10 on there and run this like repair series. And I, the, the dumb thing is it's like, Oh, I don't have a four gig flash drive on me. So I ran to Walmart cost eight bucks. I was like, whatever. And it was eight gigs. So I was like, well, there'll definitely be enough and get back, put it in. I was having so many issues even cause like some of the things, like there was an option in his video that wasn't even available for me to click on. I was like, fuck. So I was, I was basically to the point where like my, my gaming PC is a brick. It's just like a black screen. And I can't do anything about it. What the fuck am I going to do? And eventually I did get, I don't know how, honestly, it was just like by dumb luck, I got it to like I hit the system restore and it's like, you don't have any system restores. I'm like, I know because it's a brand new fresh install. So somehow I think I did either revert to the previous build or something else. But once I restarted my computer, like a final time, it was just saying like, Oh, trying to restore your window, the previous version of windows. I was like, thank fucking God. I hope this works. And that was thinking for like ever. And at that point I was thinking it was like another windows error thing where it's just like, it tells you it's thinking that it'll never figure it out. And you're just going to have to hard shut down. Cause it's just fucking like an auto, like in the loop forever. But no, it fucking eventually figured it out. And I'm back to windows seven ultimate, my pirated version. And I'm like too afraid to try it all over again. So you know what? I'm just going to stick with my goddamn bad version of Windows and maybe someday I'll try it again. But like right now I'm too afraid of that fucking black screen of death happening. Uh, I, it's something to do with my video card drivers and having like to fuck with the settings. Like if any listener has more information, please let me know. But like that's what I get out of it. And it's, it was just a giant fucking pain in the ass because I, I was away all weekend at my girlfriend's and all I wanted to do is play this game that I have beta access to, which I will talk about eventually. But, and I wasn't able to because of this fucked up problem. So I am really thrilled with Windows 10 as an operating system. And it was extraordinarily easy to upgrade from 8.1 to 10 on my Surface Pro 3 because it's like a fucking tablet and meant for like Windows 10. I think it's like designed to just easily upgrade. But the Windows 7 to that, and I guess it also depends on the specs you have. Like, like I was saying, like AMD and Nvidia, stuff like that, that all factors in. So be careful. Look out for the black screen of death. You, the only people that have that problem are like people like me that I guess have the same uh specs yeah i mean if you already lost it once i wouldn't risk upgrading to 10 i have oh, not at all i haven't heard great things about 10 is it actually that good oh personally i love it as far as interface goes it's just smoother it seems more cleaned up there's a lot more um personalizable options like you can choose to have like 
I mean, it's all like simple aesthetic stuff, but you can have like these little like search bar on your uh, task bar. You can, uh, the, the start menu is completely different now. It's basically like a throwback to the way the start menu was on Windows 7, but with a side panel that was the start menu of Windows 8. So it basically integrates both ideas into one and you can even j- adjust the size of it so you can basically emulate the way it was on Windows 8 if you want it to be much larger and take up a larger portion of your screen. And it's just super customizable and the animations and everything about the just the aesthetics of it is so clean and crisp and beautiful. And I've I've found it to be really um gorgeous and I love it. Hmm. Yeah, just from what I've seen, it seems like it's really meant for tablets and stuff because a buddy of mine had it for his like PC tower and stuff, and it was just like, ah, no, I'm just not comfortable with this. It just everything's too different. Yes, no, it's funny you say that because when I did successfully get it, uh, Windows 10 on my PC, it did feel weird. I'm like, do I even really want this? I kind of regretted it. So it's kind of funny how things turned out, and I'm reverted back to seven. But I'm I'm kind of grateful that my gaming PC is on seven, and then yeah, the Surface Pro, which is essentially a tablet is on 10 because it is it feels more tablet-esque oh fuck yeah sorry um i was looking at uh drag quest heroes and i just yeah. found i just found out that's gonna be on the ps3 as well as the ps4 nice oh that's actually real exciting because i'm too cheap to get a ps4 yet exactly <laughs> i can't i on Crunchyroll, they keep having ads for Dragon Quest Heroes, and I'm just like, God damn it, stop tempting me! Like, and I guess I just never saw the PS3 box and the commercial, um, because I thought it was like PS4 exclusive, and I was like, I really want to, because I used to love the Dynasty Warriors games, and there's no denying it, it's just like the combat fighter of Madden, like it's just out every year, nothing really changes, it's the same shit, but I played them for so much, like so many hours, and. Dragon Quest, I haven't played much of, and it's just a whole new world. I'm not fighting the goddamn Yellow Turban for the thousandth, thousandth time. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue-tied. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited for it, and now I can actually get it. Nice, dude. And yeah, I that's exciting. And I don't have drop $400. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I'm not ready to do that just yet. Well, there was the price drop recently, so it's 350 but even still. Yeah, that's, that's still a good chunk. Yeah, absolutely. There Have are, you been... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, there are more and more games for the console that, like, when the PS4 and Xbox One came out, it's like, hell no, I'm not going to buy that. There's, like, one game I want, but now it's that list is starting to add up, and it's like, maybe I will buy it, because I still haven't played Arkham Knight, and I'm mad. I need to play it. Yeah, I'm not... Those games aren't my thing, but I do... I've seen a lot of gameplay. Yeah, the Batman Arkham games are some of the best I've ever played, and anyone who's a real big Batman fan. The games are just littered with Easter eggs and references to com- the comics. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I just, I'm not the kind of, I don't know, I'm I'm struggling with The Last of Us, for instance. Like, I'm not the kind of gamer that's just like a stealth, like, I like stealth games, but I, I oh man, just The Last of Us and sh- shooters, I'm not really good at that shit. I mean, I'm okay at it, and I can get through the game, but it's not my forte. I guess I just like platformers and other, like, more retro shit. Yeah, it's tricky with stealth games, because we've gotten so accustomed to shooters now that if there's no other option than stealth, the game becomes much harder. Like I bought the like thief bundle and it's a few games called thief. 
Um, they remade it recently with the combat mechanics and everyone hated it for it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Cause the game like focused on stealth. Like you really can't fight. You're given the option to like knock out guards or like to stun them or something, but you don't want to fight them like one on one or else you'll just be slaughtered. Um, and the games were like the old timey hard difficulty where it's just like so unforgiving. And I don't know why so many old games were like that. Um, so I really couldn't get too far into them and I'll, I'll give them another try, but they're unrelenting and they just do not help you at all. Like I don't think there's, there is a tutorial, but it's very short and very different from what the actual gameplay is. Yeah. I, I think you should be able to have the option to fight though. That's just like important. I know in a game, um, mirrors edge, you had the option. It's like, Oh, well you could shoot people or you could just run by them and not like hurt anybody. Like you can like injure them, but you couldn't like, you didn't have to necessarily kill anyone. I think you could even get an achievement if you went through the whole game without like firing a gun. But the sad thing is in the new mirrors edge, uh, mirrors edge catalyst, I'm pretty sure there are no guns and I don't even know if there's combat. I think it's just like, you have to just fucking run. And I'm like, no, like I want to interact. I want to shoot people. I want to do all the stuff I was able to do in the old game, but that's just not going to happen. I ended up getting that achievement from Mirror's Edge. Not because no I, way. Not because I wanted to, but just because I could not for the life of me time out the combat mechanics. Because <laughs> they were they were unique and really challenging where you had to like press the you know interact button at the exact moment. Like you have to time it out. And it was just so hard when you had six guys shooting at you, you had to like figure out the exact moment. And I was just like, fuck it, not worth it. And I just kept running. Dude, you're, that's actually really impressive, honestly, because, like, I just have the desire to shoot people. I just can't not, and it's just like, there's no way I'd get that achievement. I think they did it kind of a good way where you can just do stealth, and stealth is, like, the primary goal, or, you know, escape, rather, in that game. Um, but it does give you the option of combat. It's just going to be more challenging, as opposed to being, like, a Call of Duty shooter where you just pick up the gun and you're just, like, Rambo and just gunning down half a city. Like... Because then it'd be too easy, and everyone would just go that way. You have to try and force them to go the stealth or the, you know, pacifist way. Yeah, you could also do a game where it's difficulties like easy difficulty allows combat, but like on hard difficulty, you're not even allowed to touch the gun. Yeah, exactly. That might be an interesting take on it. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Um, but how about games we've been playing lately? Have you been playing anything, or is there anything on the horizon that you've seen that you're interested in? Uh, at the land, like I said, they were playing mostly uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I've been playing that since I got back. Um, I uninstalled Payday 2 from my uh, Steam library because it just has an update every goddamn day. And there are always huge updates and it just destroys my computer and I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's just too annoying and I don't play it enough to justify keeping it on. Sure. Uh, I've actually heard... I've heard of this secondhand from a buddy of mine, um, who I guess read an article. He doesn't play himself, but apparently in Payday 2, they allowed custom skins for the guns and everyone thought it was cosmetic at first, but apparently there's actually like stat changes in the guns. So they kind of nerfed all the guns, um, all the default guns. But then if you buy the stat change or if you buy the skin changes, it'll reset the stats back to what they were originally. Interesting. So I'm not sure if it's kind of an incentive to force people to buy this uh, custom skin yeah. for the guns. Because in that game, the way you identify each other is by the mask that you wear during the robbery. So everyone's able to customize their own masks their own way. So the cosmetics portion is already built into the game. No one really gives a shit what your gun looks like when you're, you know, you got your own custom mask. 
So I, I'm wondering if the uh, gun skins were just weren't selling at all and they were trying to force them to do this, or if this was just a dumb mistake by someone, <laughs> like you just fucked up, because I've heard there's backlash. But then again, I've heard this secondhand, and I haven't played it in months. Uh, January 31st is the last time I played it. Oh, so wow, yeah. It, it's fun. But that's a game that's you got to plan it. You got to be really precise. You can't go Rambo most of the time, and you'll be halfway through a stealth mission, and some random noob jumps in and just ruins everything. So it gets infuriating really quick. Ah, uh, dude, I can totally imagine that. Fuck that. Yeah. How about you? Um. Well, I've actually there's this game I've been playing called The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing Final Cut which apparently there already existed three games, like one through three, uh, and they com- combined the trilogy into like this final version, I guess, put all games together, got rid of a bunch of shit that they didn't like, and then tweaked it and made it better. And it's it was currently in beta, and I signed up for beta access to like test it and stuff. And out of 500 people, like they only picked a uh, hundred, and I was one of the hundred. So I started playing that, and it's really fun. And the th- it's very like kind of a Diablo style game, and it's basically everything I wanted in Diablo three, but like uh, obviously different. Um, Story wise, voice acting wise, everything is fucking spot on. The environment is beautiful. I'm loving the mechanics and like the way I'm just interacting with everyone. And another like uh, amazing. What, how do I want to put it? Like a benefit of this is the, the fact that it has controller integration. So like with a Diablo game, I'm expecting like a click and like using my keyboard and stuff. But I, I'm also the kind of, I'm like an abomination when it comes to PC gamers. I love to use uh, like a, P, a PS3 controller, like USB into my PC, which I know most people just use uh mouse and keyboard, but whatever. So well, as soon there's some games that demand that you use a controller. And then I found some games like uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. You could use um, a keyboard and mouse, but there's one mechanic where you have to tap a button to like uh, crank up a little elevator platform. Yeah. And for some reason, there's a glitch where if it's on the keyboard and mouse, it takes like a thousand clicks of the mouse to get it. Whereas on a controller, it would take like five. Yeah, I, I could imagine like certain things not transla- translating well like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so as as far as the controller support for this game, I was really thrilled with it, and it was working great. I didn't really try it with keyboard and mouse, but I'll have to go back just to see how that goes. But overall, I was progressing through the game. I got to, like, level four, having a great time. I was in the first village. I noticed that this one dude, I couldn't talk to him, so, like, I want to report that. Some reason, you just couldn't interact with him. But the one of my favorite things that I encountered in the games thus far, I even told you in Slack at one point, was there's this two-headed cow in the town that when you walk up to it it's like oh you interact with it i'm like oh what's the cow the two-headed cow gonna say and it says moo and i was like okay and i was and i saw i can still interact with it so i i clicked on it again it was like moo i said moo and i was like what (laughs) and then he's like yeah and he's like you realize that the cows can talk he's like yes i'm a talking cow moo and it's something and then eventually he's like leave me be and then I just decided to talk to him again anyway after he told me to leave me be. And he's like, moo you. It's <laughs> like, fuck, that's awesome. So I just thought that was humorous of them to include like this weird little two-headed cow. But the sad thing is I'm loving the game, leveling up, not finding too many problems. But I get to the next area and there's a scarecrow. And I don't know what the – one of the aspects of these games is uh, this – 
world called the ink. And I guess if you travel into the ink, uh, it's just blackness. And I don't know if it was the game fucking up or what, but I talked to the scarecrow and all of a sudden I was like in the middle of the ink. So all my entire screen's black except for like my mana and health bar and all those little like things on the like that the border of the screen and everything else is black and I'm fighting a boss. It was like a fucking like I don't even know some winged demon or something and it was just like a huge health bar that I saw like and I could like blindly attack and see its health go down because like I couldn't see where my character was or where anything was. So that I don't know if that was like why they're having us beta test it because it was real fucked up or <laughs> if that was supposed to happen. I really doubt that was supposed to happen because it actually rendered my character useless. Like every time I would log back on, I was in the black area and there was nothing I could do about it. So I had to start another character. So I'm glad they're beta testing it and it's not available just yet. But another silly thing about that is in in the process of all this, they sent me an email with uh, the Steam key and they're like, oh, yeah, here's the key to to access the game. And then, like, five minutes later, I get an email. They're like, actually, that wasn't the the one you need to activate it for the beta. Here's the one you needed. And they're like, but the one we sent you was actually one to activate the full game. So I guess you get that for free. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> it's like they fucked up, and I got that. Like, it's, like, going to be, like, a $45 game when it launches. So I'm real oh, thrilled shit. about that. Yeah. And it's it's honestly, it's fucking awesome game. It's very up my alley. So I'm really thrilled to be testing it and like just playing it in general. So I hope they fix it in time because I already found a few issues, but like I said, I didn't get to play much of it this weekend because of my windows 10 issue. <sighs> yeah. It, it reminds me of um the play style of it came from space and ate our brains. Like it's like a 3d bullet hell. Like it's not like the space ones where you fly around and you can go over thing. It's like the, you know, you're trapped in an area and you have to avoid certain, uh, obstacles and stuff, but it seems rad. Yeah. Oh, dude, definitely. Okay. And now here's another one I just got and I haven't played just yet. And I'm pretty sure it's an early access game. Yeah. Or no, it just released on October 13th. So it's out now, but it's a game called Paint the Town Red. And it's funny you brought up, uh, it came from Space Nader Brains. Cause when I think of that game, I think of real blocky graphics and just, uh, yeah, blocks. Yeah. Uh, uh, this game is essentially Minecraft, but like Minecraft boxing and just Minecraft violence. So it, these characters look so interesting. It's very boxy, pixelated characters, but they have really kind of detailed cartoon faces. And the premise of the game, the, the, the name of the game is called Paint the Town Red. So you can basically assume what it is. It's, a chaotic first-person melee combat game set in different locations and time periods, and the enemies can be punched, bashed, kicked, stabbed, and sliced completely dynamically using almost anything that isn't nailed down. So this game is extraordinarily violent, and you just basically, you can, like, punch through somebody's face, and it, like, their head bursts into fucking, like, pieces. It is, it, and it's extraordinarily bloody, and, like, by the time you're done, like, killing everyone, like, the whole place is blood red but it is, looks like the most fun game ever especially if you had a bad day and like you need to get some steam like blow some steam and like get some aggression out this looks like let's just go demolish some pixelated people yeah it kind of seems like minecraft plus like grand theft auto or like saints row where it's just ultra yes. violent ultra yeah so i just picked that up just installed it haven't even played it yet so i'll let you guys know what i think after i play that a bit but yeah it's got uh pretty positive reviews and i just think it's hilarious and like i said it's gonna be a great way to get rid of some stress for me yeah it, 
Yeah, like you said, it came out October 13th, but it still has the early access. So I'm wondering if the early access came out October 13th. That could very well be. Because uh, Armello came out a while ago and it has the date it came out, but it went from early access to like full-fledged game. Like seamlessly, it didn't have an update to the date. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure, honestly, but that, that might be the case. But regardless, definitely check that out, listener, if you're into ultra-violent uh, Minecraft-esque games. Son of a bitch. Oh, what's going on? Alright, I was looking back in the Dragon Quest Heroes. Turns out I was right the first time. What? The PS3 version is in Asia. The PS4 version is being oh. sent abroad, like, worldwide. That is a buzzkill, dude. Like, why would they only make... Oh, man, that's really... There, there's gonna be no translation? I mean, I don't know any of the Dragon Quest story. I haven't played any of those games. I feel like if I could get a hand on, like, the PS3, like, I don't know, Japanese version, I guess. I'd still play it. I just wouldn't know what the hell's going on. But with those kind of games where it's just, you know, crowd control hack and slash on a huge scale, I don't care. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, God damn it. I was so excited for a second. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That is a buzzkill. Here's an interesting thing to kind of hopefully boost your your uh, esteem. Uh, Have you heard of this game Shepdug? Sheepdog? Sheepdog, but it's it, it it's spelled incorrectly as Shepdug. Oh, and it's like, oh it's, I didn't notice that. It's completely... Yeah, I think <laughs> it's funny. Anyone with like dyslexia or like if you look at it quickly, you'll just be like Sheepdog, but it's Shepdug. And it's the weirdest looking game. Uh, it's a Russian-made game, but all, you basically can play as all sorts of different dogs and you, you herd sheep in these really different, in the weird different locations. The graphics look very minimalist and very bland, but as far as the, it looks kind of fun. I don't know why. In the same way that like goat simulator is probably fun. This game looks weird and fun. You just bark at sheep and round them up and you can like customize your dog and play as different, she- uh, Shep dudes. <laughs> this is where we differ because. I was watching the video of that. That did not look fun at all. That looks like work. Oh, dude, that's... I don't know. I could have fun playing that. It's not something I would come back to often, but depending on how much it's going to be priced at, I'm not sure. I think it's because I've played a few games where they do, like, a little sheep herding mini game. Like, it's not the full game, but you'll see sheep, and it's like, hey, if you round them all up, we'll give you a bonus. Like, uh, Space Station Silicon Valley had that. And it's just... God, it's just so annoying, because there's just one dumb sheep that's just stuck in a corner, and you can't get them out. And it's, oh. Well, there's also, like, little traps and shit, so it has, like, a puzzle aspect to it, so there's, like, mines and shit, so you don't want your sheep to, like, step on a mine and explode. It's kind of violent and bloody in that regard. I don't know, after playing it, after hurting sheep for a while, and there's just that one dumb one, occasionally you'll want to lead them right into that mine. (laughs) Just blows that off. Yeah. Well, that's when you play Paint the Town Red. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, with the PS4, you got uncharted 4 coming out uh, oh nice March. did you play any of those no but i hear good things i just that uh is i just not sure if i'm i'm probably gonna wait to get like the full collection and everything just to get all caught up yeah i know the three are out and that's in like a collection pack um but honestly it well first off it's nolan north who once again is in everything um and it's basically just indiana jones the game but now he's just like super snarky and sarcastic Okay. Um, I don't know if I care. It's it's great. Like, the first game is great, and it's in that prime age of everything's parkour, and he's just climbing over everything. Um, 
it's funny because they'll have a few moments where it's like, oh no, we have to like rescue that little girl. It's like, Nathan Drake, you have honestly murdered hundreds of men since I've started playing this game. Like, you are a genocidal maniac. It like, they, you know, played off as their mercenaries and stuff, but it's like, I am just wiping out countries worth of people in this expedition to find ancient treasure. Um, but, in my opinion, they are great. Each one is really solid. I think the second one has multiplayer. A buddy of mine played the game, and he was playing the multiplayer as like one of the main characters. He's like, oh yeah, this character, she's in it for like five minutes. I was like, she's in the entire game. She is arguably the main character here. He's like, oh, I only played the story for five minutes. I was like, well, yeah, there you go. Um, But they're all the same. It, the, okay. st- the story's the exact same. It's like, we're on an expedition to find an ancient historical landmark. Up, oh, turns out there's uh, an ancient magical relic here, uh, and the bad guy's trying to get it, and their greed is the end of them, and then the ancient magical relic destroys that ancient magical location, and now no one will believe us. It's like, oh, isn't this National Treasure and every <laughs> Indiana Jones movie? like? I just was going to say, like, if I wanted to play National Treasure of the Game, like, I wouldn't ever want to play that, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to play? Uh, there's got to be some game with, out there with Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, God. Like, one, I hope not. One of his terrible movies made into a video game. Oh, God. I'm sure there is. But It'd be great if he was, like, uh, an alternate for Johnny Cage in, like, any Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> Uh, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No one wants that. <laughs> I remember, just forget I said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Uncharted games are good, but they're just, in my opinion, just copy and paste. There's really nothing different to any of them. Okay, interesting. I'm glad to hear an honest uh, feedback about that. Yeah. So technically, I could play any one of them, or would I need to know the backstory? Um, like the third one delves into Nathan Drake's past, so it has a lot of flashbacks of him as a kid. So like, if you want the continuity story. You would need it because you'd be like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he taking care of this kid? Um, but like for the story that's in that game of like why they're going to Peru or China or whatever place they're going to, that's all within that game. Okay. So the long overarching story about their personal past and stuff, you'd have to play all of them. But yeah, you could probably just grab any one of them and be fine. Okay. That's good to hear too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, one thing, I, it's funny, I have like two recommendations for pretty cheap uh, indie games that I found on Steam, and one of which I bring up is because I mentioned Mirror's Edge earlier. Um, it's like a free-running kind of game. It's it's called Refunct, and it's only two ninety nine on Steam. Graphic-wise, it's not the most impressive thing to look at. It looks very bland and minimalistic, but it is just like that first-person platforming where you're just free-running and jumping around bouncing off walls and doing all sorts of stuff. I guess you, it's also, you have to kind of solve puzzles to get to get to the end result. But it looks pretty minimalist and kind of more or less a casual game, but that's something I would I, I have my eye on. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it or not. It, I might end up checking that out. And then the other one is called Downwell. Uh, it's a curious game about a young person venturing down a well in search of untold treasures with only his gun boots to protect him. So he has boots that are gun boots, apparently. So it that is more or less a very pixelated, stylized game in which, yeah, you're traveling down this well. Uh, the the graphics are really, uh, I don't even know, like arcade-esque. It's, it's interesting. Very dated. Oh, the website's neat, though. Oh, sure. If you go to the website, it just shows, like, the well at the very beginning and as you scroll down it tells you 
what the game is, and it's just a long web page you just keep scrolling through. That's yeah, I neat. like the concept of it all, and it like and that also is two ninety nine. So two pretty cheap games that look like worthwhile uh, experiences. Gun boots? What is he bayonetta? Like why does he have guns on I, his feet? I don't know, and and beats me. <laughs> I guess they ran out of like that things to attach guns to, like the gun blade. Let's just do gun boots. <laughs> I, I think with games like this, it's kind of like they start out with the mechanic of like. Wouldn't it be cool if you just went down? Like, that was the whole game. You didn't have to fight gravity and go up. Like, you just went down and you had a mechanic to change how fast you go down. And it's like, yeah, well, how could we do that? It's like, jet boots? Nah, done before. Jetpack? Nah. And they just came up with gun boots and then just built a story around that. Very possible. Yeah, I think so. I mean, quote, sorry. I don't know how much there could be with this, but <laughs> yeah. who, who knows? Maybe it's like Undertale where it looks really simple and then just fucking blows everyone's minds. Exactly. Who knows? Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Bayonetta, I and the PS4, I've been looking over all the, I guess, next gen or current gen consoles, PS4, Xbox One, and the Wii U. And honestly, I think it's been long enough for them to have, you know, a decent collection of games out. And I think the Wii U is kind of winning me over. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not planning on buying any right away. But if I had to, I'd probably buy the Wii U first because there's more games on there exclusive to the Wii U than Xbox One or PS4 that I want to play. Yeah, that makes sense. And the Wii U is cheaper than both, and it's not it's not trying to take over my entire entertainment system like the PS4 and Xbox One are. It's like, I'm a TV and a computer and the internet and everything you want me to be. It's like, whoa, chill. Yeah. While the Wii U is like, I'm fun, and that's it. Ah, but I, I like the complexity of like a more sophisticated console like the PS4. One thing that really I want specifically out of the PS4 is the ability to just directly stream to Twitch my mm. console games. That's so enticing. But yeah. I think they were, they made an announcement where they're working on that for PS3, but I don't know if that ever is, became a thing or if that's like still on the horizon or if that's not even in the works. I could be completely wrong about that. Honestly, if they update PS3 with anything, I'll be astonished, because I figured when the next console came out, they just kind of dropped everything. Yeah, well, it was funny. I was in Target the other day, and we were in the game section. My girlfriend's like, this is the only few games they have for PS3. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a new generation. Yeah. <laughs> like, It's like, yeah, you kind of forget that. Well, I guess some people do. I, I also fall under that category. Because I am the one still playing the PS3, like it's the the modern generation. I just am always a generation behind. God damn it! <laughs> well, I remember when they were announcing it, and the PS4 and Xbox One didn't have backwards compatibility, and people were freaking out about it. Like, ah, it's not fair. You know, we have to keep our old systems. And as someone pointed out, they're like, if you think about it, no console games have or console systems have had backwards compatibility. Like PS2 and like GameCube were like the only ones, or Wii rather. Like, it's rarer to find a console with backwards compatibility than it is. Like, you know, you're not playing Atari games on an N64. Yeah, but what's frustrating the most about that is that initially, the first, first, like, releases of the PS3, they were backwards compatible. Like, I guess the yeah. first generation, that is so goddamn frustrating, because, like, I would do anything to have one of those. That is genius. That's all I ever want, because it's like, I have so many PS2 games. And I guess... The problem, the argument is, well, back then we didn't have the technology to be backwards compatible, whereas we now we do, and they're just purposely not doing it. 
It's not, yeah, but it's also like Matt de- defended it in one episode. You, you guys have to figure out which one that was. I have no <laughs> idea. But uh, he, he basically said that it, it is such drastic, different uh, technologies. It, you basically would have to like stack the consoles on top of each other for it. <laughs> like it wouldn't make sense. Oh, that just, do you remember Game Shark for like the N64? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where it literally is a cartridge that you have to stack another cartridge on top of. Exactly. Yep, I do recall that. That was weird as hell, honestly. Yeah, but it got you all those cheats and you just yep. blew through games. That was pretty cool. I, <laughs> I did have access to one of those back when I was a kid. Oh, man. Oh, they got Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U. Shit, I might just buy a Wii U and just get my Dynasty Warriors fixed there. Nice. I would see that way if you should focus on the Wii U. And I know Matt has one too, so you guys could even do some gaming together. Uh, yeah, my buddy of mine just got it. And I was, next time I go over to his place, I'll test it out and see how it really is nice because who doesn't want to be captain toad on this treasure hunting expedition <laughs> nice i definitely would uh-huh. um i all right i have a idea for a game and it's actually a game we haven't played in a long time uh, 10 questions are you interested in playing sure i thought it was a new game i was just like oh shit <laughs> oh yeah I, I just keep pulling them out of my yeah. head <laughs> but all right we're gonna play 10 questions So this one, we're not, we're going to veer off the video game path for a little bit and we're going to go down the path of sci-fi movies. And I can't give you very many hints other than it is a sci-fi movie. You have 10 questions to figure it out. I just bought it on Blu-ray for $5 this weekend and was fucking thrilled about it. And it was the last one and it was out of place. So I was like, I just couldn't even believe I found it. Actually, I lied. It was seven fifty. <laughs> You're already lying to me. How do I know these questions are accurate? And actually, it's a, it's not a sci-fi. It's a horror. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a duck. What? <laughs> um, but no, it is a sci-fi film. I'm trying to think what movie's on Blu-ray for $7.50. Like, that's real cheap for Blu-ray. So this movie is either really old or really shitty. Yeah, I just couldn't... I, well, it's I won't tell you either, but you're on the right track. And I shouldn't have told you it was for seven fifty, but whatever. I mean, honestly, it could be... Yeah, anything. <laughs> uh, yes, anything could be anything if you think about it. <laughs> uh, was it made within the last 10 years? No, absolutely no. So one question down. Uh, I'll keep track. So science fiction movie older than 10 years. Well, what's good enough to put it on Blu-ray? Because they're not putting like the Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox on Blu-ray. Like It has to be a decent movie that people would want to buy a hd version of exactly is it alien no okay you got eight more because i actually had a discussion with my brother about alien saying it's more horror than it is science fiction it's, yeah it's just in a science fiction location setting yeah. exactly but it's actually more of a horror movie than anything else and i'd agree with that i do too hmm. is the main star of this someone i know how the hell do I know if you know this? I mean, people? if it's like Blade Runner, it's like, well, yeah, everyone knows Harrison Ford. Like, I'm going to say no. Okay, so it's not like a huge AAA movie that everyone, or AAA, uh, A-list cast. Um, 
Let me see. I'm totally not Googling $750 Blu-rays. Uh, don't! <laughs> <laughs> um, a science fiction that's older than 10 years. Not a big... I mean, I guess not a well-known cast. And, uh... Fuck. Uh, not Alien. Not Alien. Um... That actually helps because there's so many movies in that franchise and it's just not any of those, so... Well, I wouldn't imagine any of the other ones would be 750. Oh, and also the, and there a lot of them are in the past 10 years. Well, like, I don't think any of the original tr- uh, trilogy or franchise, because there's like Aliens 2, there's yeah, Alien, yeah. Aliens, Aliens like 3, and like Aliens 4, but like those two sucked. Yeah. Um... Oh, was it Back to the Future? Nope. Oh, Damn it. strike four. We got six more questions. Because I know that just had like, because it's 2015 in the movie, and everyone's freaking out about like, will someone invent a hoverboard in time? It's like, all right, shut up. We get it. <laughs> like the movie picked an arbitrary date, and we've hit that arbitrary date. Like, calm down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know where to go with this. Um, does it have robots in it? Yes. Uh, I I won't go as far to say, like, automatons. Well, there's robots which are any mechanical device that can operate on its own. Then there's Android. Yes, okay. Android, yes, robots. Androids that are robots that appear to be human. And then there's cyborgs which are human and, or, you know, biological matter and mechanical matter combined. Okay, so to answer your question, robots, yes. I won't answer androids because I'm not going to give you any more hints. Well, I already know it's not Blade Runner. They got replicants and full androids. Um, if you're not telling me it involves androids, I'm assuming naturally it does. Oh, otherwise, no, I, you would just say no, no. No, no, no. Okay, I don't mean to reverse psychology you. Because <laughs> hmm. no, there's no fucking androids in this. I'll give you that. Shit. Is it like a cult classic? Yes. All right, so it's not just a weird one. You got a childhood no, affinity for. No, this is for. like this is fucking up there. So you have four questions left. But, so, but the main star isn't somebody I would know. Oh, that's what I'm worried about. If you're gonna be like, oh, that guy, I don't fucking know who this dude is. I, I, so it's a great movie that's got a huge cult classic fo- or cult following that you bought and you don't know who the main star is. Yes, I swear to God, if you ask me, I don't think many people would. Hmm. I'll judge that answer after we, I figure it out. All right, fine. Um, and hmm. you got four. Make them count. See, I'm wondering what sci-fi uh, includes. Because, like, does Gremlins technically count as sci-fi? Or, like... I- I guess it could, but no, I would say that's more just, like, weird. No, that's yeah. no, it's no Gremlins. <laughs> well, that wasn't a guess, mind you. Um, yeah. Is it just, like, it, you're just thinking, like, traditional sci-fi, like, yes, space? Yes, out in space. Yeah. <sighs> 2001 Space Odyssey? Yes! Really? That was it. Yep, you got it. Oh, wow. Okay. Who that, the fuck that, is the main guy? Yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah, okay. Okay, I have no that. idea who is who that is. I think his name is Q 
Fakir Dulea? I don't know. I was, I'm on the IMDb and I'm like, if that's the main character, nobody knows who that is. But that movie is phenomenal. As much as people like talk shit and say they fall asleep throughout it all, <laughs> it is just so, such a fantastic sci-fi. And I was just like, it was an insta buy. And I'm so glad to add it to my Blu-ray collection. The whole, uh, drama with HAL 9000 and it's just fantastic. That ending is unlike any movie ending it is just like a mind fuck a straight total mind fuck and it came out in 1968 it was so ahead of its time i think people back then didn't even understand and like the fact that they were shooting scenes with like zero gravity but it was just like tricks of the camera it it is fucking fantastic a piece of of film history go check it out if you've never uh encountered it it is an, a masterpiece of film in my opinion i know a lot of people would disagree i will say though i had a science fiction class in college because I didn't like dating. Um, so uh, we read the book of this and then we also watched the movie. We did that with any books we could. Nice. And this movie, I can understand how people would fall asleep in it. I, I agree with you that it is very good, but it does take your active participation to watch it. Like you can't just passively watch it like a transformers and, kind of piece together you really have to pay attention absolutely and the i don't know how people can understand any of it if you don't read the book it's so fucking confusing especially when it gets to the space age and kubrick just throws in that goddamn like acid trip technicolor light show for like 15 minutes it's like oh my god i get it you're a visionary let's move on like I I personally loved it. That part is just uh, phenomenal. It, it was just so. Oof. I enjoyed it, but like it, it's a very long scene where it's just like I I got it. Can we just skip to the next scene? Like it just drags. At least for me, it drags. That's on what too I mean. Long. I feel like it's not for everybody, and it, it it like you said, it takes active participation. You have to want to get to the end of it, or else you're never going to. That's why I mean, people fall asleep. Yeah, it's. Uh, what is it? Two hours and forty-one minutes. Like yes. it's long. It, yes, but like I said, it it just in a sci-fi in the sci-fi genre, it is one of like the most critically acclaimed. In like, if I I don't know. Oh yeah, it's definitely up there as one of the pinnacles. But yeah, so I'm glad you won, dude. Congrats! Yay! I think cool. I'm tied for 10 questions now, like two lost, two wins. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't even. I should put Am that I? up on the leaderboard. I'll check that out sometime. Yeah, I want to make you do more work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyone who wants to understand the movie, just read the book. It. I think it flows better because it's, it's a lot of thought-provoking stuff and you don't have to worry about the visuals. Nice. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's a solid read. Nice. Oh, and well, for giving book recommendations, this is what I'll do real quick. Uh, Michael Crichton's The Andromeda Strain. Fucking best book ever. I swear to God, the last 10 pages had me sweating and like screaming and just like squirming out of my seat, just like tearing through these pages being like, holy fucking shit. It is insane. So just, just get involved in that just for those 10 pages because it is insane. I don't know if you were reading a book or if you were just violently ill. Oh, uh, it's probably both. No, no, seriously, that's it's funny you say that because uh, the context of that story. But check that shit out; it is interesting. But I think we should wrap this one up. Uh, anything you want to do before plugs? Mm, not really. Uh, 
I'll mention though, I made my own Twitch channel just so in case anyone's streaming on the ABT Silence Twitch and oh, cool. I want to go as well. So I got one. You don't have to worry about following it. I'm going to be doing ABTS uh, streams on that account. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. What's the handle? Uh, ABTS Brendan. Perfect. I, I figure I'll just use that for everything show related stuff. That's good. And that's also my Twitter. Cool. Oh, there's another thing I want to plug, but I had no involvement in it, but I really wish I did. The prequel star movies, the first three, the unforbidden one or the forbidden ones, unforbidden. So they're everywhere. Um, but you know, with Obi-Wan and Anakin and all that, when those came out, uh, I forget his name, but the guy who did Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab, he made a animated Star Wars Clone Wars miniseries. And I know there's the 3D model television series going on right now, but this is, you know, 2D pen and paper stuff. And it is fucking incredible. It is easily better than all three prequel movies. <laughs> Seriously? Like, that's... by far. It's so good. It gives you. All right. I'll just say this. In the three prequel movies, you see General Grievous, and he's hunched over, coughing all the time, clenching his chest. In these, like, miniseries, it explains why. It's because he fought Sam, uh, Samuel Jackson. He fought Mace Windu, and he force crushed his chest cavity and, like, broke his lungs. It's just badass. And, um, someone took, I think it's five episodes or so, and put them all together in, like, a two hours and 20 minute video on YouTube. So, before LucasArts, you know, yanks it off YouTube for copyright infringement, I highly recommend everyone goes and watch it. It's nice. so good. Yeah, we'll put a sh- link to that in the show notes for sure. It's funny you bring up Star Wars. They just uh, put out the poster and release date December 18th. So something to look forward to for The Force Awakens. Ooh. But um, I guess we should wrap this up. Uh, if Listeners, if you like our show, please give us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd, it would really help us out tremendously if you get the opportunity. Also, if you're on Facebook or Twitter, our handle is ABT Silence. And like Brian was mentioning earlier with Twitch, I, I'm streaming every Tuesday, Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, finishing up Ori in the Blind Forest might play some of that, uh, Van Helsing game. We'll see. But, uh, I'm not 100% sure, depending <laughs> on how glitchy it is. When I hear Blind Forest, I just immediately thought of Treebeard and, like, the Ents from Lord of the Rings with sunglasses and, like, the white canes. Oh, God. Where are the little hobbits? They're just hitting everybody. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, I think that was a good good episode. I um I, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.